ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Altman. Here with the second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Yesterday, we had Bill Redman, Congressman Bill Redman on the show talking about his new course, How to Run for Office as a Christian Conservative Really important that you check it out. Link is in the description, www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD. If you want to run for office as a Christian conservative, you want to run for office and govern with a biblical worldview, or you just want to help other Christians run for office, whether it be as a volunteer, as a campaign director, a manager, whatever. Very important you check this course out. It, it runs through everything. How to, how to five different modules explain how to run for office and how to do it with that biblical worldview. And if you use a special Conservative Daily discount code, that's CD10, Charlie Delta 10, you'll get an additional 10% off, off the already affordable price. Now, in service to our great country, we must all work together to glorify God through government for such a time as this. For all the info on this great course, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD. And don't forget to use promo code CD10. Okay. So, um... We, 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 we've pumped up Joe's mic. The static is there. So we're just going to have to no, go through nobody, it. Nobody else hears it except for you, just so you know. It, it's, it'll be there. It'll, it'll be there in the audio version. Um, we, we had someone leave a review that it sounds like nails on chalkboard. So I am hopeful that we get it fixed for yeah. such a time as this. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. look, I don't, I don't, I mean, again, I, I think that was, you have to take it with a grain of salt. I, I went through and I listened to the, the, uh, audios and i haven't i haven't heard it but maybe 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 it, it might be one of those audio frequencies that only us youngins can hear you ever hear about that certain frequencies oh here he goes can't here hear. he goes <laughs> you ever see those notes well no listen there, there's sounds that my son can hear that i can't hear there's there's a curve yeah. so maybe it's it's in one of those frequency ranges i don't know i hear it yeah and uh shelly hears it so hopefully we can i don't know how young shelly is i guess that's a very good compliment for shelly Shelly's very young, apparently. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they can figure it out. But in the second hour, we want to keep talking about this because it's really crazy what the Biden DOJ, and let's call it what it is, the Biden DOJ is doing. They sent this letter to the Arizona Senate president, Karen Fan, warning her that the audit is apparently illegal under federal law. Go to my screen again, Josh. We'll do the Cliff Notes version. Won't read the whole thing again. Go to my screen. They say that because it is not being managed by the state Senate, because um, it's being held safeguarded by contractors at an insecure facility, the DOJ says the, the ballots, the election systems, the election materials, quote, are at risk of being lost, stolen, altered, compromised, or destroyed. So they care about, they care about, I don't know, chain of custody for the audit only. Don't seem to care about it when they're shredding trucks, rolling up the precincts. No. Right. When there's vans in the middle yeah, of the night let, dropping off ballots, we have no idea where they came from. Let's talk about the head of DHS, right? Chad Wolf having a text message conversation back and forth that, hey, it's not in my it's not in my jurisdiction. So now it's in DOJ's jurisdiction to say that you can't have an election audit. That's because they know what they're going to find. How are they going to how yeah. are they explaining away what happened in in Antrim County? How? Well, they uh, my, my lawyers are actually going through the process going, okay, who do we sue first? Do we sue Dominion? Do we sue Dominion because they actually threatened me in a, an email saying you have to preserve this and we, we reserve our right to come after you? Do I go after Coomer 
and file another lawsuit against him? Do I counterclaim against him? How do I how do I hold people accountable in this process? I mean, I got people sending me stuff in the mail. Yeah, right? these people say that their families are being the MSNBC said their families are being threatened. I don't believe it. I think they're liars. I yeah. think what we're dealing with is just a a bunch of liars, leftist liars. I don't see it, Max. Yeah. The, the, they had an opportunity, by the way, not to move any of those ballots and to actually have them audited in place. And they said, no, we're going to send them somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. They had so that that's the other thing. They refused to let the audit happen under the control of Maricopa County, so forcing them to put that not on flatbeds, as the New York Times reported, box box trucks, box vans, whatever you call it. And they had to ship it to that, that third party location. Yeah. So it, it's almost like they set us up. But you, you know that that's what they're doing. They're trying to seed this 100%. so that when so that when the audit does find impropriety, does find mistakes, does find anomalies that just can't be explained, does find ballots that don't have watermarks. We played a little clip of we don't know what it was, but it was a whole crowd gathered around one table as they shined a black light on one ballot over and over again to just verify. They're using this to set the stage for saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter what you found. You didn't keep the chain of custody. When yeah, we did. We that did, standard was never applied. Chain. Yeah. On the election. Yeah. There are a bunch. I'm telling you, we're headed towards a, a civil war. We are. We're, we're actually knee, knee deep in the middle of it. It was a cold war. Now it's warm. We are facing the same thing in our country they faced in Nazi Germany in 1940. The left are absolutely the evil that, that penetrates our society. They're evil. They're absolutely evil. I mean, we're in a place right now that we, we have to, you saw what Twitter's doing. So now the CEO and Twitter is cracking down on anyone that shares information related to President Trump and his platform. That is censorship. That by itself is un-American. It is communist. It is everything that we should be running away from. But the left wants to tell us it's justified because it doesn't fit their narrative. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people, people are saying that we need you to use the word trash. So we, they want to see today's. So if you can work the, the word the in. Left, the left. Oh, no, just do it organically. Okay. All I right. I say it. I feel it. All right. Feel it. I feel I it in feel my it. bones. What's that movie? I feel, I feel it in my plums. Um, let's go <laughs> ahead and put up my screen. Today's synonym of the day is midden. Midden as in junkyard dustbin or as in manure muck. The left are Used midden. in a sentence. The left are midden. How did we get there? How did we get to this? We got to this very simply from waste, trash to waste to midden. We have to do two degrees of separation now. We've gone through all of the basic synonyms for trash. So today's word of the day so, is midden. So I was on a phone conversation and I was going through all of it. I was like, effluvium, off-scouring. I've learned so much about trash. <laughs> yeah. The left yeah. are trash. The left are yeah. effluvium. They are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. They are liars. They're everything that they say that they're fighting against. That is the message that we have to make sure that we say and do. And I mean, we have to be the ones to stand up and call them what they are because the mainstream media is not going to do it. They're going to create this false narrative. By the way, I, I want to say this. If you, if you take the vaccine, this is not anti-vaccine, by the way. It's not anti-vaccine. You do you, boo. You, you decide what you're going to do. Don't, you know, whatever. But if you take the vaccine, you are at no risk to those that do not take the vaccine. The only people that are at risk are the people that decide not to take the vaccine. So why are people that are taking the vaccine telling everyone else that has to take the vaccine, you have to take the vaccine? They're not going to kill anybody. 
The only person that puts at risk if, if the vaccine is so great is the people that didn't take the vaccine and they made a choice not to take the vaccine. So please tell me why you can get on TV and talk about the fact that everyone needs to take the vaccine. People aren't taking the vaccine. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, Max, but they, they say right now that only 48 million people are fully vaccinated. I mean, there's like 100 yeah. vaccines, but only 48 million are fully vaccinated. And now people are literally saying, I'm not taking the vaccine. And I'm talking 40, 50, 60% of the population in some areas is saying we're not taking it. Now, I'm, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you that I have a choice. You have a choice. I'm not telling you that's bad or good. Uh, so Facebook can't take me down because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that people are running away from it. Yeah, people that are vaccinated are running in saying, you don't know what's good for you. You're going to kill people. You don't kill people by not taking a vaccine. The only people at risk are the people that don't take the vaccine. And they've made the choice not to take it. Yeah, um, so you were good there until you said a couple of things that were authoritative what? in nature that I have to, under Facebook's terms of service, have to correct. So not everyone who hasn't taken the vaccine has chosen not to take it. There are still those who are immunocompromised who have chosen not to take it. The children still have chosen if they can't take it, it's not approved for them. And it's just now starting to get approved for pregnant women. So there are people who have not taken it who want to take it, but cannot take it because it's not approved for them. I guess they could go against the recommendation they take anyway, but it's not approved for them. Um, you also said that there's no reason for people who are vaccinated to be concerned about people who aren't vaccinated. One of the things you hear from them is that they're worried when you look at somewhere like India, where they have 2% vaccination rates. What happens there is when you don't have a high enough percentage of the population that's vaccinated, when the virus is able to just spread like, like wildfire, it's much more likely for the virus to mutate, much more likely for the virus to change. And when you have over a billion people in India and only 2% are vaccinated, that's a lot of jumps the virus can make. And each time it's changing a little bit, very easy for the virus to mutate into something else when you have such a big population living in an urban area um, that does not have anything more than 2% vaccination rate. So that's the argument from the scientists. Uh, but other than that, you were fine. It was just your opinion. But those are the two things had to I, jump in. Am there. I allowed to have an opinion? You are. Not quite sure why we're talking about vaccines at this moment. But yeah, All you right. are. Okay. I think I was talking about it because with the narratives that get created by the mainstream media, same thing they're doing on MSNBC and CNN, right? They are trash. These, these, these news sites don't want to talk about the truth. They want to create their own narrative, create their own truth. And then they push it out there like propaganda. You know, it, it, it's, it's crazy to me that, that they would fight against an audit. Why are you fighting an audit? Why, why are you fighting an audit? If there's nothing to see, then you should be really happy at the results. You should be really happy. The results were like, see, told you, nothing to see here. But that's not what they're finding. They're not finding it. They're not finding nothing to see here. There's actually a lot to see there. And what happened up in Antrim County, where they literally showed you in real time that when they put the ballots through, that they could change it at the tabulation system and they could change them on the computer. They could do that. And it took no time at all. And all you have to do, if you know anything about code, is write a script for it. That's it. So what did I say before? You could actually have, you could have a cell phone. You could literally have a cell phone. You could have this phone right here, something this size. I'm not saying it's a cell phone, but you could have something this small that you put down, right? You just put it down, plug it in, or don't plug it in. Use a Wi-Fi to, to do it. And this could actually corrupt all the information coming through the tabulation system and being transmitted to the computers. It can happen. Yeah. Easy to happen. So let, let me uh, let, let me 
we'll go through it since you didn't read the letter. I'll give you the real quick Cliff Notes version of the letter. The letter is from a woman, Pamela Carlin. She is the, make sure I don't want to get fact checked on that. She is the principal deputy assistant attorney general in the civil rights division of the DOJ. And mm -hmm. she sent this letter to uh, the president of the Arizona State Senate. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer Josh. Oh, we got it. Here we go. Quote, this is the law that they're citing. They say two laws, but this is the first one. No person, whether acting under color of law or otherwise, shall intimidate, threaten, or coerce, or attempt to intimidate, threaten, or coerce any person for voting or attempting to vote, or intimidate, threaten, or coerce, or attempt to intimidate, threaten, or coerce any person for urging or aiding any person to vote or attempt to vote. And they're saying that the part of the audit that is going to go door to door and check to see if the people who say they voted actually voted. That they, is intimidation. They, that they don't want. Uh, so you can saying. ask the question. You can ask the question. Well, they're saying People, they, people's votes are being counted, and they're like, "I never voted." It's actually happening. What's this person's name? Uh, Pamela Carlin. She worked on the Biden transition. Uh, she is a. Uh, she's very, very left. She's yeah. very leftist. Um, but this is what they say. They say past experience of similar investigative efforts around the country has raised concerns that they can be directed at minority voters, which potentially can implicate the anti-intimidation prohibitions of the Voting Rights Act. Such investigative yeah. efforts can have a significant intimidating effect on qualified voters that can deter them from seeking to vote in the future. So That's the Biden true. administration is arguing that if someone goes there and knocks on someone's door and says, hey, um, we have you voting, did you vote or did someone else vote on your behalf? That just that canvassing is voter intimidation okay so just so you know going through this carlin donated in 2020 campaign to josh harder in california um let's see yeah she's way left way left way yeah. left yeah no this new york times nuts. right peter baker a new york times political writer described carlin as a full-throated unapologetic liberal torchbearer um she has described herself as a snarky bisexual Jewish woman. Not that that matters. Just saying, this is the Wikipedia page. Apparently that's what they're throwing up there. Um, no, she's as left as they come. It's unbelievable. She is. And she's weaponizing the DOJ, come on, Civil Rights it. Division, bring to it. go after that. So that, that's the first bit. The first bring bit it. is that it's going to intimidate. The second bit, as I said, mentioned earlier, is that it's outside of the proper chain of custody, not being managed by the proper managers so we do have pam on the phone she's from maricopa and she's an auditor and she wants to talk about all the crap that she's dealt with with the audit pam welcome to the show hi, hi pam guys. oh my gosh so we have a mutual friend i don't know hey can you know. turn her up i can't hear her at yeah uh-oh hold on you know we're, gonna, we're, we're it's, it's us not you it's, it's on, us it's our turning you system up. okay, Josh, okay. Turn you okay. Up. all right That's go better. ahead sorry all sorry right. about that so, um, Joe, we have a mutual friend. We do. Did you say this? We do. My husband and Steve House have worked together in the past. Oh, wow. Awesome. And my husband has the utmost respect for him. And I started listening to you, and Steve just verified for me with my husband that if you were saying it, you were speaking truth. So... It was awesome. It was like a light bulb went on in his head because we were having lots of issues with this election stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy what's going on, right? I mean, it really is crazy. So, it is. 
and I was out there when this all took place. Um, our next door neighbors got heavily involved in it, and of course, I kind of jumped on their coattails, and we ran with it. I went down to the GOP office in Phoenix and got assigned to make phone calls, and then I was out pounding the pavement, going house to house to check on where they knew there was fraud. And I'm going to tell you that I had a list of 60 people to talk to to find out just whether the person lived at that address, whether they voted or not. And I will tell you, there was absolutely no intimidation. We well, were that's, that's the question so I have. Polite. At any point, did you feel like you were, at at any point, did you feel like you were racially intimidating people? Absolutely not. Nobody even cares about race. No. And in fact, you want to know something? Everybody I spoke to, now there were some addresses where I couldn't get somebody to come to the door. But for the most part, and I will tell you, I had 60 addresses, 51 of them were fraud. Just in what I conveyed. I believe that. I have I believe signed that. affidavits. My name is on the line. I'll go to I'll go to jail for perjury because of my name, my signature on it. And I'm going to tell you, it's bullcrap what they're saying. And it's I maddening. It. You know, and I can give you very specific not addresses and stuff, but I can tell you the things that I saw. And the people I spoke with were all so thankful and appreciative of what we were doing out there. Because everybody feels the same, guys. Yeah, well, I, I, I have to tell you, but they keep trying to silence people, right? But the reality of it is, is that people on both sides of the political aisle are waking up and they're walking away. They're walking away from the Democrat Party because they're recognizing that the evil inside of that party is it, it feels dirty. It feels what they're doing is dirty. And they also recognize that if it can be done to one, it can be done to the other. So making sure that we have a safe and secure and a real gold standard for our election system is imp- it's imperative. And, and, and here's the other thing. You know how in Colorado they said the gold standard like we, we have the gold standard. That same terminology was used by Bill Gates describing um, by describing vac- I'm sorry, vaccinations in Africa. It was used that same the gold standard was used by doctors describing things that had happened um, for from pharmaceutical companies uh, over the last couple of decades. They, they use the same terminology when they feel like it works and people are actually can use it as a talking point. They continue to push that narrative. And that's what the left has done with. And part of the right, the rhinos and the left Republicans have done it as well. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And my blood pressure's up. <laughs> yeah. So, so Pam, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. One of the lines, one of the lines that the DOJ is using to try and shut down the audit is that when you go door to door to figure out if a ballot has been illegally harvested that you could be violating the federal law because you are intimidating or coercing or threatening any person who urged or aided someone in voting. So even if ballot harvesting is illegal, trying to uncover it 
is, a, according to the Biden DOJ, a potentially a federal crime because you're trying to go after <laughs> someone who just tried to help someone vote, even if they didn't know they were voting. They just tried to help. What do you think about that, that the DOJ's Civil Rights Division is trying to criminalize the, the investigation to root out illegal ballot harvesters? Come get me. Come get me. <laughs> if they think I intimidated at somebody, in, they will not get a witness of a door that I went to that anybody's going to say I was intimidating. I'm, you know, I'm 5'5 five, five and 110 pounds. What the heck am I going to do to somebody? Mm. You know, it just, it, it's crazy. And yeah. I, I will tell you, our oldest has moved to a different state. And he voted in that state. I got a ballot form at my house. Do you think they will tell me if a vote went through for him or not? No, they won't because he's not, he's, he's an adult. They blocked me. And, that, you know, so there's that. And I will tell you that I went to a guy's house. I had the name. And his father came to the door. And I asked him, I said, does so-and-so live here? And he said, well, no, it's, and I told him who I was and that I was a volunteer and, you know, gave him my name and everything. And he was happy to see me. He goes, you know, I got kids. They don't live here anymore. And he said, I tried to get them off the, off the voter roll. And he said, I got absentee ballots for them. And I said, well, did you vote here in this state? And he said, no, he moved to a different state and he voted at that state and he goes i still have the ballot sitting here and i yeah. still have my son's ballot sitting at our house but guess what yeah tell me yeah i used to live i used to live in new jersey and i used to live in new jersey and i i told them i don't live here anymore take me off the off the voter rolls they didn't my dad goes in to vote and keeps telling them take him off the voter rolls he's not here it's still there so I, I don't know what to do at this point anymore. They, they don't want but to yeah, clean no, it, though. It's a they real problem. It. I bet you actually voted in. in uh, I haven't. I've checked it. I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I check it doing? every year. I check uh, it every you know year what? because I, I really don't want to. So I'm from Wisconsin, but I haven't lived there mm -hmm. in probably 30 years. I wonder, I'd like to know if I'm still on the Wisconsin voter roll. <laughs> oh, you probably are. You probably are. Sure. I mean, I, I, I totally believe I totally believe the stories from canvassing. When I was a canvasser in 2013, I canvassed for uh, for the National Association of Realtors and it was to help Chris Christie get elected in New Jersey. And I remember distinctly one road that I went down. There was only nine houses on the road, but but my voter roll had a 10th house. And the 10th house was full of 70, 80, and 90-year-old people, all different last names. The house didn't exist. I went back later and I looked up their last names. And I could confirm that at least five of the nine in the house were already dead. So this is a real thing. It's, it's yeah. a very real thing that, that, yeah. that this is happening in all 50 states. I just can't believe yeah. that they're trying to make it out that if you try and root it out, you're a racist. You try and root it out. You're trying to intimidate people. Oh my God! No, you know it doesn't make sense. Not a racist bone in my body. We have very good friends of ours. You know, one one's Mexican, one's Asian. You know, we've got we've got colored people who are friends of ours. This is this is so not racist. It's unbelievable. And yeah. 
you know, like you're saying, they're interjecting it. They're trying to make it seem that way. But the other thing I was going to say, Max, is the, the other thing they did was they used apartment complexes. And this was great mm-hmm. for me. This is, they said so-and-so lives in, in an apartment complex at this number. And yeah. you go, and because of COVID, you know, the front offices are locked down. You can't get in because they're gated. So, but there's a, there's a number on the front door, right, to call the office. Yeah. I called the office, and I gave her the name, and I said, I just want to, told her what I was doing. But I just want to confirm that this person is in this apartment. Every single, and there was a ton of them, every single one of them had never even rented an apartment. Believe it. From every single one of them, no. or did, were there some that were not? That Ed, were... No. Out of what I had, every single one that was addressed from an apartment complex did not, had never. They didn't even have the name in their computer system. Had yeah. they rented five years ago, it would have popped up because that's what the gal working the front desk said or working the front office. And she said, never have they. And I had three apartment buildings in a row. Yeah. And lo and behold, they're all managed by the same company. I finally figured it out. I kept calling the same gal back. I finally just said, you know what? Will you just stay on the phone with me and we'll ramble through this? So you know why they use apartment complexes, right? Because a lot of apartment complexes, the mailboxes are too small to have a big ballot in them. So what the postal workers will sometimes do is they'll just leave the ballots outside the mailbox on the floor. So not every apartment complex, right? But in a lot of cases, when the, when the mailboxes are too small to actually take the the big envelope, the postal workers will just leave it there on the ground, which makes it very easy for someone to swoop it up and take it and walk away with it. I mean, there we saw pictures at, at, during the election of people walking into their apartment complex and every single person who lived there had their ballot just sitting there right right by the front door. Um, so that's another reason that they do apartment complexes because uh, it's, it's a little easier to, one, register a bunch of people to vote at one street address, different unit numbers, right? Um, you just have to pick yeah. up a bunch of ballots all in one place as opposed to having to drive around all over the place. Uh, it's just, it's such a crime what they're doing right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it, it is a crime, but we got to stop talking about it and be about it. And I think that's what the, that's what the audit's all about yep. is that we're doing something yep. about it and we got to act. We, we got to just continue to go forward. Let them do the talking, let them do what they're doing, you know, reassure, make sure that we have all the right documentation to show that what we're doing is, is accurate, that it's, that it's relevant to what's happening and that it's uh, ethical keep going forward and people will start gravitating towards it the second we start talking about that how how fraudulent it is we know how fraudulent it is we just got to show them and that's the thing that's happening is that it's going to be hard to silence it with all the information that's out there how do they silence it how do they silence it they're doing a good job they're trying but if if people like you people like me people like max people like that that are out there we continue to talk about it we're like no 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 let me show you the link. Let me show you the link of them actually using the Dominion system in order to show how it's fraudulent. Let, let's just show you it. It's not me. It's them. And by the way, he's not a he's not a conservative. How about that? Let's let's do that. But if we continue to push the message, push truth, it'll be really hard for them to get away with it. But we have to stand up. We have to continue to stand up, and the results will, will show for themselves. Pam, I'll, I'll give you the final word before we let you go. 
uh, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Look, you know, we, the truth is on our side. It is. And God 100%. will prevail. You know, it, it's, God's on our side. He, he is on our side, but we so. have to do our part. You can't just talk about it. We yep. got to be yeah. about it. We got to do the things yep. that are necessary in order to uphold the integrity of our country and the voice of the American people. And it does take hard work and it does take sacrifice. And I'm a hard target. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I was told several times over the last couple of days, Joe, you're a hard target. They're, they are afraid of you. Why are they afraid of me? Because I speak truth and I'm, I'm completely unafraid of speaking the truth. What are the consequences? You take away my birthday, you're going to eat me? What are you going to do? If you do either one of those two things, then, then <laughs> yeah. I'll start worrying about it. But you can't do either one of those things. So. Yeah. So thank, thank you so you much for the call, for Pam. Everything you're doing, All you're right. welcome. You guys have a good day. All right, God bless you. You too. So not not often that we actually get a call from someone who helped work on the. Uh, it sounds like she was the precursor to the audit. Yeah. But someone who's working on it. And obviously, we're reaching the right audience with this. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. I wanted to jump to. Let me see where where did I just put it? Uh, I want to jump to this story. Um, go ahead, put up my screen. Josh, Mr. Producer Josh sent this over. Let me see if I can find it. Um, so it, it's mentioning right here, the audit recruited volunteer observers to roam the floor during the recount. Bennett said that most are Republicans. This is from the San Diego Union Tribune. So they're trying to claim that most of the auditors are Republicans, but it's kind of the deal like what hap what they say happened with the 2020 election. Well, Republicans said that vote by mail wasn't secure, wasn't trustworthy, so Republicans didn't vote by mail. The same is true with this. If Democrats are out on MSNBC, on CNN, saying that this audit is fake, why would a Democrat take off from work, if they, if they do work, that's a little jab at, at Democrats, why would they take off and work an audit that all of their, all the talking heads are telling them is illegitimate? It's a farce. Of course not. So the Democrats played themselves. If they had treated this like a legitimate argument uh, audit from the start, they probably could have gotten more Democrats to sign up as auditors, but they didn't. And now they're complaining. Well, remember what happened when we complained that there were too many Democrat poll workers and said, oh, Republicans should have shown up. So yep. if, <laughs> turnabout is fair play in this instance. It absolutely but is. It, the the dangers of us not so th there's some there's some pretty significant dangers that are happening right now with the leftist narrative, and we you know I, I tell my lawyer when they when they were going to argue um, in front of the judge for the Coomer trial that that they said something that was absolutely absurd and I go you need to say something and they're like no everyone knows and I go they don't know see that's what they do is the left seeds a lie. And if you don't yeah. actually call the lie what it is, and you can say, hey, well, we can't be petty. Yes, we can. Because the left yeah. is seeding lie after lie after lie in order to actually change sentiment in the, envir in the environment. You have to call every little piece out, every little piece. The details matter. And the left tries to get away with it because you're looking at it like, well, I'm not going to say anything about that. But you have to. Because what they do is they lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. But they try yeah. to sneak in lies. And they're like, well, you didn't say anything about it before, so it must be true. And then that's what the yeah. left uses as their as their way of going against you of saying, oh, well, he didn't say that that wasn't true. So I tell everyone, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get down to the yeah. minute detail. When you lie, I'm like, nope. So that's not true. I was doing it yesterday while we were on the podcast. The guy on YouTube, he just kept running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth. And I'm like, okay. Well, we weren't supposed we to be go. on YouTube. That was a mistake. And we're not oh. on YouTube again today. We weren't supposed to be. 
So, uh, <laughs> which is probably oh. why it was just it was just trolls because we didn't actually push anyone to go to YouTube. It was no, probably were, just there organic. was other people there. Oh, a couple it people. Was, it was organic, and you know there was like forty people on there when I was on there, but which is not a lot. But what I'm telling you is that at, at some point you have to be able to call them what they are, and they said, "Well, I just told you why Trump was a bad person. I'm actually a conservative." And I'm thinking to myself, "No, you're not. You just said that Biden's a good person. He raped a woman. Yeah. How is that a good person?" He raped a woman. Well, yeah. And, and he says that Trump is an adulterer. And I'm like, okay. So what you're saying is Trump cheated on his wife. I, this is abhorrent. But what you're saying is, is that you can rape a woman and you're willing to accept that. And he's a good person. But you say Trump, you know, having an affair is bad. I don't know if he did or didn't, by the way. I'm just assuming that if it happened, it happened. It's between him and his wife. Well, he's a bad person. That proves he's a bad person. Then there are a lot of bad people. I just want you to know that 80, 90% of all the internet traffic in the country is pornography sites. There's a lot of bad people if you use the, the if you use those ethical standards because they're, they're obviously using the sites. Now, I don't, right? Again, it goes back to hard target. I'm a hard target. I don't do drugs. I don't drink a lot. I just got Josh look at me. I don't drink a lot. I don't, right? Yeah. Don't have a lot of bad habits. My kids are on here. My daughter's on here. She'll tell you. I'm relatively uh, bad habitless. My kids are my bad well, habit. You, you, you said the truth that it, you can't let the danger fester because if you don't, if you don't go right at it and do what you need to do, it'll just, it'll, it's just too risky, right? You, right? you can't just presume that other people know what you know. You have to go out and you have to hit it head on. And you know what's also really risky if you spend a lot of time outdoors or if you live in the woods or in the middle of nowhere and you don't have Air Med Care Network, you got to get this, folks. One Sponsor of the show, Air Med Care Network. It is insurance as low as $85 a month to protect your family in case an emergency arises and you need to be flown by helicopter to the hospital. We all want to make sure our family is protected in a medical emergency. What many of us don't realize is that health insurance doesn't always cover it. If anyone who's had to take an ambulance trip, you know how expensive that could be. We just had someone in the comment section earlier saying that an air med transport cost her, I think she said 27 grand for her mother. That's insanity. With Air Med Care Network, it's as low as $85 a year for your entire household. AMCN providers are called upon to transfer more, more than 100,000 patients a year. If you live in the middle of nowhere, you, you spend a lot of time out in the middle of nowhere, this is something coverage you should not go without. Now, as a listener to the show, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card back with a new membership. So make sure you visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use offer code daily, protect your family. Listen, no one wants to pay $27,000 for a helicopter transport. Very simple, very simple fix. So we're talking about this audit and it's... Listen, how how much longer are we going to let the left just lie about this? You missed this, so we're going to play it. You weren't here in the beginning, but this was, everyone's going to love me playing it a second time. This was Rachel Maddow, giddy. She's giddy at the thought of the Biden administration stepping in to block or shut down the audit. Let's go back and play again for Joe. Cut number one. 
before we go tonight, a little bit of breaking news on a story that we covered at the top of the show. This has just developed since we've been on the air. The U.S. Justice Department tonight, the head of the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, has just sent this letter to the Republican-controlled Arizona State Senate, essentially warning them that their so-called audit of the 2020 presidential election, this recount they're doing of the presidential election result in Arizona, which is being conducted by a company with no elections experience run by a QAnon promoter, uh, the Justice Department is now warning that may be in violation of federal law, in part because they have turned over these actual ballots from a federal election to a private company when ballots are legally required to be under the control of elections officials. Also, interestingly, because the people doing this audit say they uh, may go door to door asking people about their votes, and that would constitute voter intimidation under federal law. Um, again, this record just sent tonight. We don't know what this portends, but if the U.S. Justice Department is getting involved in this bananas recount in Arizona, that bananas. could potentially be a very, very big deal. Bananas. Very, very big deal. Or also, got real quick say, I accidentally said $85 a month for Air McKen Network. It's not $85, $85 a year. A year. Yeah. A year, year, year. Not 85 That would be insane. $85 a year. Peace of mind for your whole family. Yeah, it's calling it bananas. It's a bananas audit. It's uh, I guess that also suggests it's monkey business. I, I don't know. She's giddy. She's giddy at the idea of Biden stepping in, shutting it down after we showed you want, you before we got on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This is exactly what the left said Trump was going to do. He would bring the DOJ in, stop the count when he realized it was going against him, so he could win. That's that was the conspiracy theory on the left, and here Biden's literally threatening to do it. To stop an audit, which, as we covered on the first hour, constitutionally protected. The state legislature of Arizona has every right to conduct an audit so that they can be better informed on how to craft their own state's election laws. That's right in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. It's the Elections Clause. Very simple. So not only is the Biden administration doing this, but we, we mentioned this in the first hour, Joe. Go to my screen. This is what Jen Psaki said just a couple of days ago. Our view is the election was certified and confirmed by election officials from both parties in every state, court challenges were fully heard. No, they weren't. The reason this is, I, I, we, yeah, they, okay. they weren't. The reason this is problematic is it's not just the, the DOJ. Joe Biden's at the head of the DOJ. And when he says it's our view that, that there was no funny business, how can the DOJ possibly go in and, and litigate that, right? How, how That's why do that you're not state? supposed to how say anything. How does the federal government interfere with state, a state audit? Yeah. How do they do no. that? It, how, how, do they, how does the federal government actually step in and, and basically say, no, you can't do anything in your state? You can't have an audit. You can't question it. You know what? This is, why the, this is why they're trash. Dominion's trash needs to be removed from every election. Every county, every state needs to get rid of them. ESNS, Dominion, Smartmatic, they all got to go away. All of them. Yeah. They're trash. They're trash. They yeah. steal the voice of the American people. You say, you can sit here and tell me they don't. But I'm going to come back to all the information. The report that came out of Antrim County, and they said, Chris Krebs actually said, head of CISA, came out and said, oh, they misunderstood the, the, the uh, code. That's what he said. A guy that's a lawyer doesn't know anything about code. You had cyber engineers. You had an entire firm that came in and looked at the audit data, and their preliminary report was the system was designed to defraud the voters. It was intentionally meant to to defraud the voters. And now you have them actually going through and doing scans and cracking the code, cracking it.
And the guy said he spent 10 minutes, 10 minutes in the system, and he was able to do that. And you can write a yeah. script against the, the SQL server. You can, you can write a script for it. Yeah. You write Anyone a script for it. You can, you can access it from, from the, sitting on the toilet in the bathroom right next door in the same building. You can do it there. You can do it from a world away, half a world away. You can be on site. I mean, we've seen how quickly you can access the actual USB port or the different ports in the machine. You can do it in so quickly that no one would even like wonder why you're taking so long voting because it's that quick, right? You can do it on site or we know that they connect to the internet. You can do it elsewhere. Hack in. It's very, very possible. Very, very possible. It's no longer a hypothetical that it can be manipulated. And it's no it's longer not, a hypothetical that it can be manipulated remotely. It actually aligns with that diagram that we actually put up, that it's that easy to manipulate it. And here's the other thing that has to happen. The system has to go down in order to come back up so that you can have what happened in multiple states. And that happened. And by the way, I predicted it was going to happen in the Senate race down in, in Georgia. I predicted it. And, and they sent everyone yeah. at me. They sent everyone at me. Guys, you don't understand. I had DNI people. I had ex-intelligence guys. I had guys from MIT. I had people that sat around me and said, okay, show us. Show us what you mean. Walk us through it. I met with other election integrity groups while I was in D.C. on January 5th, January 6th, January 7th. I had never talked to these people. And by the way, I didn't even want to dig that deep into it. I was just concerned about the Coomer thing and Dominion and the fact that Dominion and Coomer connected in my head in that article where he was sitting as the, as the expert, or excuse me, the representative, media representative for Dominion. Guys, listen to me. If you want to say, if, if the Democrats want to say that there's no funny business going on, then they should have automatically said, let's audit it. We should not be in this fight. Lindell should not be sued. Uh, Sidney Powell should not be sued. They should have said, okay, listen, we want transparent processes. Let's go. Let's open it up. Let's look at the ballots. Let's go through it. Oh, but it costs money. Oh, it's going to cost the taxpayers millions of dollars. They just put a budget together with $6 billion of fluff that includes giving Where money to Michelle Obama. Where is that? I'm sorry, what? Six billion dollars of fluff. What? What? Where? In the in the budget, the, the new budget, the new what? the proposed budget, the U.S. budget. Oh, okay. No, there's more than six billion in fluff. That, that's just, why I thought you were talking about state because no, that's just the that's just the earmarked amount of money for Michelle Obama's library and a bunch of other stuff, right? It's a small section that's basically peeled off that said, "Hey, let's just give them some more graft." This is your hard-earned money, folks. Yeah. This is why you have to work and your husband has to work or your wife has to work. This is why you don't have stay-at-home moms. They can't afford to because we're slaves to the government giving them all of our money. And now, what is his name? Biden wants to come in and say, let's raise your taxes again. The yeah. thirst is unquenchable. Yet they could solve all of this by being transparent, but they don't want to be. They want to propagate things and lie and indoctrinate and, and basically destroy our children so that we can move towards this communist state, this communist society, all while telling us that they want to protect and take care of you and preserve democracy. That's not what they're doing. They're terrorizing neighborhoods. And here's another thing. If I could just take, just if I can deviate just for one second and talk about what I learned yesterday. I went on a tyrant, a tirade yesterday on FEC United's Facebook page, live video. Because teachers are being terrorized 
I happened to deal to dive into a specific incident where, and I'll just kind of quickly go over it in Colorado. Somebody called and said, Joe, can you help me? And I was like, yeah. And it was a parent talking about a teacher. And the teacher was at Thunder Ridge High School in Douglas County, Colorado, at Douglas County, Colorado. And they, uh, there was a student in her class, only the second time that they had in-class learning for these high school students. And he was drinking in class. This kid was drinking in class. She didn't know he was drinking in class. He was more engaged. Other students started talking about it. It got around the school, got back to the administrators, got back to the teacher. So they went and did a wellness check that day. She had let class out 10 minutes early, but it's an open campus. So lots of teachers let them out 10 minutes. I let them out 10 minutes early. So they told her that we're going to fire you or you can quit over this ordeal. She's never had any six years she's been at that school, never had a write-up. Kids love her. Parents love her. Literally has changed kids' lives. And so they tried to force her to resign. So parents came out with a petition and said no. They sent her home. That kid, they didn't offer him any support. They suspended him. They suspended that kid, offered him no support, knowing that this teacher was well-liked, well-respected in the community. Very well-liked, very well-respected. Now, let me tell you what happened on Saturday, Sunday. No support for this kid. Only attacked the teacher. Try to sweep this under the rug. This is classic, you know, liberal ideology crept into our education system that wants to have a cover-up. What do you think happened to that child? I don't, I don't know. He committed suicide on Sunday. That's terrible. He committed suicide. The, the administration inside of Thunder Ridge High School literally has been problematic for years. The drugs have run rampant there. They have done, this isn't just the only cover-up. I went and talked to 12 teachers. Excuse me, that's not true. 13 teachers. And I asked all these other teachers, they said, Joe, you got to leave my name out of it. I, I need my job. Well, do you think it's wrong? Yeah, it's wrong. We know it's wrong, but there's nothing I can do about it. They'll just fire us. How about that? How about the fact that teachers can't stand up for their students? This is happening in every part of our society. The left has literally gone and said, we're going to terrorize everyone. They're going to terrorize people on the election cycle, terrorize my family. They're going to terrorize teachers. Teachers no longer can teach. They're being given this indoctrination and drop this. Here's the curriculum, critical race theory, gender fluidity. Teachers are like, this is nuts. And instead of good teachers staying, they leave and they leave this bastion of just evil inside of our schools. This kid died because the administration wanted to punish a teacher for letting him out 10 minutes early. This is happening everywhere, Max. And I know it's not about that, but what they're doing in the DOJ is no different. They're passing down of how do we stop people from understanding the truth? How do we create chaos? How do we let these evil minions and other teachers that can bully teachers, bully parents, and bully students? And yet they come back and say, oh, well, what do you, where were you when the LGBTQ kids were being bullied? I don't want to care. I don't care about that. I care about the education process. We can come back and deal with that the same way we deal with this, with dealing with it equally. Bullying is bad on both sides, but that's all the left does is they bully, intimidate, and terrorize people. They've got the playbook, and then they lie in the media, they lie in the tech, they build out the tech, and we consume it. We find ourselves in the place where we are actually feeding them, and we have to stop. We have to stop. So this this is... so. We got to get back on topic because we're almost out of time for today. Yeah. And we do have a caller who's waiting. But before, well, let's go to the caller first. Um, let's, let's, let's go back. 
Well, let's bring the car on, Mr. Producer. We have Merla on the line. Merla wants to talk about the audit, which is seems like an, an age ago, but the audit. Welcome to the show, Merla. Hi. Thank you, guys. You know, I, I, I was just telling the producer that I think a lot of what Joe says is basically on point because he talks a lot about how the left wants to, indo wants to indoctrinate and all mm -hmm. that, and they don't want transparency. So an audit, obviously, is going to bring this to the surface. Yeah. It's going to expose every single lie. And this audit is just going to be the starting point for every other state that wants to do the same thing. And they're going to find a way to do it. So obviously, more lies are going to be exposed, which basically means that whatever they're building or trying to build over this nation, it's going to come crumbling down. Hopefully, I'm just, you know, I keep praying about that. But the perspective that I wanted to bring is that if the audit means finding truth and conservatives and Christians, Christian conservatives are actually for truth. I don't know if you understand this or if you've seen this from the get-go. Whenever Donald Trump was surrounded by the people of faith, the left started hitting on Donald Trump because of that. That was a big, big, big issue for them is that all these religious, quote-unquote, religious people, you know, are surrounding this man. And so basically, yeah. we got to go for them. we got to attack them. So all of it is basically that. They just hate us so much because they're non-religious, most of them. Uh, they're leftist, you know, uh, crazy communist people. And God represents completely the opposite of what they want. And so, um, again, you know, an election... Uh, that was done fraudulently, and a president that's there uh, fraudulently, well, of course, an audit is going to represent uh, bringing him down, and they don't want to do that. So I yeah. just wanted to, to keep, you know, for us to keep the focus on what is it that they're fighting against. They're not fighting necessarily for an audit or whatever. They're fighting for their lives to stay in place and the truth to not come out basically yeah. is what I'm saying. No, that, that, that's why they're so adamant about stopping this. If, if, if they were, if they were solid in the, the left, if the left was solid in their belief mm -hmm. that, that the election was completely legitimate, they wouldn't be spending yeah. so much of their treasure, right. Of, of their resources mm -hmm. to stop this. They let it run its course and then they laugh at it afterwards. Well, Thanks. Rachel Maddow yeah. laughs, but she also celebrates when they come in. Well, why is that? Why, she, why, yeah. why you say exactly. it's a joke, mm -hmm. but then celebrate mm -hmm. the fact that the DOJ is going to shut down the joke. None of it makes sense, which makes it pretty obvious that they're, they're afraid. They're, they're afraid of, yeah, of well, the they spotlight twist, being shut down. They twist on. the truth. <laughs> yeah. They twist it. Yeah. And, and we, yeah. we end up consuming it and then getting in fights with each other over what the truth is because exactly. people are lazy. They're inherently lazy. They don't do the research. They're not willing to go mm -hmm. down. And look, there's been plenty of articles that have come out that have been uh, pushed out there by conservative outlets that I find mm -hmm. distasteful and or untrue. And I typically will say mm -hmm. something. I, I will come out and say, well, that's not true. Well, that's not true. Um, but, mm -hmm. but other times that you have this, this boiling over that happens on the left where it's just so much mm -hmm. hyperbole, so, much, so, much, so many lies that it's hard to figure out where to yes. start. It's hard to figure out where, how do we, how do we, how do we push out and talk about how many lies there are when there's so many lies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. gotta dig, uh, very deep. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, what you said is you have uneducated people. I'm not saying necessarily college or whatever, you know, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring 
to people that don't understand even what they believe or what they how they can fight for what they believe you know because they have accepted so much of what society says or or the government whatever the government says as truth they don't even think about it they don't stop to think about okay what is it that i'm fighting for or what is it that i'm trying to defend here you know yeah yeah well well, well thank you so much for the call merla really yeah, do appreciate you. calling in um our number 888-441-1121 might not have any time for any more callers, but if you call after hours, you can always leave a message and we do listen to them. Um, so I'm just seeing this. So I, I will go ahead and put up my screen. Mr. Producer. This is from Gateway Pundit. Breaking news. Maricopa County did not have admin access to the 2020 election. This means they ceded ownership of election to their outside system provider. Why is that important? We're going to circle back to that DOJ letter. This is the this is one of the paragraphs. If the state designates some other custodian for such election records, then the Civil Rights Act provides that the duty to retain and preserve any record of, or paper so deposited shall devolve upon such custodian. The department interprets the act to require that the covered election documentation be retained either physically by election officials themselves or under their direct administrative supervision. In addition, if the state places such records in the custody of other officials, then the department views the act as requiring that administrative procedures be in place, giving election officers ultimate management authority over the retention and security of those election records, including the right to physically access such records. And they're saying that they have concern about the audit because they, they don't see that there. Well, right here, it's not here either. So like they're, they're saying, they're, they're quoting the law, the interpretation of the law, that administrative procedures must be in place giving election officers ultimate management authority. Maricopa did not have admin access. That is ultimate management authority on the digital level. So they're over here claiming that the election audit needs to be shut down because it's, it's not complying with U.S. law. But the election audit is showing that the election itself apparently also wasn't compliant with U.S. law as interpreted by the DOJ. But you notice they're only going to prosecute one of those. They're only going to investigate one of those. Oh, well, it's over. Let bygones be bygones. It's over. We got to move past this. We, no, no. I've never, this is probably one of the worst examples we've seen so far in this of selective enforcement because they're it's literally not, going after selective enforcement. This is what well, happened in, this in audit Nazi Germany. Is. People, this is in what this... happened in Nazi Germany. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with terrorists. We're dealing with a terrorist uh, infiltration of our government. There, I mean, this is a cancer. This is a cancer on our society. These people are evil. They're evil. This woman, evil. Evil. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a clear-cut example of selective enforcement because they're going after the auditors for doing something that the auditors have now discovered that the election officials did back in November. They're only, they're only threatening one of them. They're not threatening Maricopa County. Right. Biden's DOJ is not threatening Maricopa County. They're only threatening the cyber ninja audit team. So it's like, what do you mean? How, how dare you go after the audit for chain of custody violations when the whole reason the audit has to happen is because of election chain of custody violations? Like, how dare you come in and say that it's a violation of, of civil rights? to question people about whether their ballots were illegally harvested. Like, how dare you? And, and how dare you think that you can get away you with that? You can't, you cannot question anything that the left says. That's no. what it comes down to. You're not allowed to question them. You're not allowed to question their authority. What does this sound like, people? And you'd say, well, you know, 
it's a government. We have to trust the government. The, the government is the last thing in the world you should trust. I, I don't know if you saw the story today. There's a story about an FBI agent that was kicked out of the FBI that went to go work for um, another sheriff's office or something and uh, raped an 11-year-old. No, I, I didn't. I didn't see that. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable story. Work for the FBI. That's the type of people they hire in the FBI. That's the type of people. Yeah, it's it, it's incredible, incredible stuff. But no, the auditors are the ones who need to be fully prosecuted, not all these other criminals. So, Joe, what do you think is going to happen? There's nine days. They say they have nine days left of the audit. They they can technically go however long they want, but apparently they need to they'll need to vacate the 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 arena because the arena has another event that they have to use it for. Um, they can go, however, but I, I believe they only have nine days until they have to move everything out. They could move it back in, but that'd be a whole ordeal. Do you think that they're going to get through the nine days or do you think that the left is going to figure out a way to shut them down? I think the left won't figure out a way to shut them down because I think that people on people that are Americans left and right are going to stand up. They're going to stand up in every city across the country and say, this is a fraud on the American people. This is a coup against the American people. That's what's happening in our country. We've been overtaken by the CCP and by compromised and complicit people to destroy the very thing that this country represents. A stain on all those people that, that sacrificed their lives, that served yeah. our country. All of those people, there's a stain upon them based on this administration and this loony leftist uh, radical ideology. They're terrorists. The left are terrorists. I'm, I'm not as confident. And that's not saying I don't, I want it to continue. I want this to go to its its conclusion. I'm not as confident that the GOP is going to hold the line because we also have this news from yesterday. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. The Democrats settled a lawsuit with the GOP with over the Maricopa audit, nine days left to go, and the GOP agreed to cease all signature matching. So that was something that the Democrats were challenging, whether the Republicans had the right to signature match on the ballots, on the envelopes and all that. The Republicans, rather than fight it in court, have settled the lawsuit, that part of the lawsuit with the Democrats. So now there will not be signature matching. And if they want to have signature matching, they have to give them like 48 hours notice. And then the Democrats are going to run to the judge and fight it. So it's, it's, a, it's a baby cave. Whether or not they would have won in trial, I don't know. But when you're the Republican Party, you kind of want to see them fight, not settle. Um, I'm not entirely, I, listen, I want it to go to its conclusion. I want it to go without any, any, uh, anyone to block it. But now that the DOJ is threatening to step in now that the Republicans are settling lawsuits now, I mean, we saw the judge release the security parameters, the security plan to the public. So the, the stuff that you don't want released, like how they're going to secure the building. Now that's public knowledge. Thanks to the new judge, not the first one, the new one at the Democrats forced a new judge to be, um, appointed. I'm not as confident. I'm, I'm not as confident. And, and that's not to say I don't want it to go, but it, it's it's trending down. It, it's trending in a way I don't like. Well, I mean, again, I, I think that. that I will tell you, they also said, you know, the media also said that the the uh, audit was not going to go on. Right. The media said that 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 the the, the, the emergency injunction that stopped them from continuing the count. And I was talking to my friend Steve. He's like, no, we're still counting. We're still auditing right now. We're still doing it right now. As we speak, we are doing it right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was that was one victory. It, it stalled it a couple days. But um, I, listen, I, I want them to finish this. But if if Joe Biden comes in with his with his 
jackboot thugs in the in the DOJ's civil rights division, and they shut it down for violating the rights. Then let's go. There was there was there was one state state representative, state legislature legislator in Arizona who said, well, if you do that, you better enjoy sitting in an Arizona jail cell. I mean, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen an administration deliberately trying to create a constitutional crisis to stop a state from engaging in its own audit. Because they don't want the truth. They don't want the truth. The the information coming out of just guys, listen to me. Those that are listening, listen, you, you have to watch the video up in Antrim County. You have to watch it. That that's their own system. That's their own code. That's that's all their stuff, and it's manipulated in several in just a couple minutes. Just a couple minutes, yeah. they were able to manipulate it. Yeah, but they were. but you know, safest election in in the country's history. They didn't interfere with anything. Coomer's telling the truth. This is all the lies that they want to tell you. These are lies. Yeah. So we're lies. running a fax blast today to stop the Biden administration from intervening in the audit. Because as we covered, Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution does not give the DOJ the power to set election law. It doesn't. It gives it to the state legislatures and to the United States Congress. So the link is in the description. I just posted it. It's one of the panels on DLive. Check it out. Join the Facts Blast Day because the Biden administration, they want to do this. They want to step in and shut it down. And the only reason they do that, given all the conflict of interest that it's very obvious is there, the embarrassment of the federal government stopping a state from auditing itself, um, obviously they're very afraid. So let's capitalize on that fear and let's put a stop to it. So join the facts boss today and stop Joe Biden and his goons from shutting this down. And I, I, I get it. People don't like when, when you call them jackboots or goons, but this is being run by a Biden political appointee who we just said is uh, unabashedly leftist. So I'm very comfortable in calling her a goon, Pamela Carlin. Absolutely. Well, she is a goon. goon and she's and she's a leftist operative. That's what she is. She's not a DOJ. See, the DOJ is supposed to stand up for justice, Department of Justice. Well, as my attorney pointed out a couple of days ago, she said the only justice is just us. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, we did a pretty deep dive today. Share it. Hit the thumbs up if you haven't already on Facebook hit the share button and physically copy the link and share it with people in in Facebook Messenger, over text, over email. Help us reach more people to grow this because that's the only way we're going to win this fight, folks. We got to get the information out there in the hands of you and then we got to fight like hell to get the right outcome. So if you like the, the video podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast as well. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, all links in the description. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's available on Facebook, so make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. Available on, well, not really available on YouTube, but still follow it anyway. Um, DLive, follow, and if you can, subscribe. We're on Twitch. More people watching it on Twitch than ever before today, so make sure you follow us on Twitch. And of course, we're also live on conservative-daily.com, so make sure you set up a username and log in, because that's the only way you can comment on the Conservative Daily website. Check out all the links in the description. Check out the sponsors for the show. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Again, my name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.